Welcome back to the House of Wellness podcast, where we talk about transforming your mindset around self-love and abundance, as well as manifesting your best life, honey. If you are new, I am your host, Jack Scott Lee, your spiritual cosmic baddie and abundance manifestation queen. Hey guys, what is up? I am back once again for a special one-off episode, bonus exclusive episode of the astrology school because if you may if you do or do not know we are going to be launching the astrology school the online exclusive seminars astro school webinars what you want whatever you want to call them where i'm going to be teaching you guys how you can learn astrology and also decode and read your own birth chart and discover all the fabulous gifts and talents and secrets that you can unlock to help you navigate and be an absolute baddie and live the life of your absolute dream reality because honey that is so in your power and the tool of astrology is so fucking fabulous and one of the many things I do use um, when I work with mental health and mindfulness and, you know, meditation or anything to do with manifestation, you know, astrology is one of the things that heavily plays in the, um, as one of my main tools that I use when I work with myself and with clients too, to help them achieve success, abundance and all that great stuff. Uh, because we all have a fantastic birth charts that give us the blueprint and DNA to unlock um, and you know I say this to everybody that the stars align every 25,000 years to give you your specific unique once in a lifetime DNA um, your cosmic makeup you know which will not, will not happen again for another 25,000 years and it will never be in the exact same position so we're all so unique so we're, and we incarnate time and time again with different skills talents and lessons we want to learn to move forward and I thought you know what I've been asked so many times to to do this, and I thought, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to do it, and it's um, already proven to be super, super popular. We're going to be starting again the first week of January, and I'm going to run it weekly. I think the, I think we're going to go aim for like six to eight sessions and cover all the ins and outs and basics of learning your birth chart, and then I'll do a second part where um, we'll go we'll delve deeper. But today, um, we've already discussed like the sun and the energy of the sun and how that plays out in your chart. And like, today, I wanted to go um, dive into how you can use your birth charts to discover your life partner, your soulmate, your love language, your love type. It'll tell you about your romantic destiny, uh, when you're married, who you're married, who who you're best in, who are your challenging partners. Um, your soulmates, your karmic, your karmic lovers, and how you can see that within your chart, and how you can um, work with that energy to, you know, read out and just go in with some more um, knowledge and foresight when it comes to your lovers to see which, because they're all very different, right? And you can see like, which things will work with certain birth charts and which ones don't, and how you can see like, which signs and planets 
um, sit together more harmoniously and work together to form, you know, more harmonious relationships. You know, when you have like, you may have gone through relationships which are, you know, more challenging, more obstacles, and you can you can see that within the birth chart, you know. And I think that having that knowledge and foresight is such a good tool that I used when I was um, cosmically dating. And uh, I did a series actually when I first started uh, tracking this when I actually took all the birth information um, with consent of all my many many lovers over time to give a give a give a um, YouTube on, uh, video on each anonymously anonymously of uh, all my past lovers and what worked what didn't and how I could actually play this out and how it played out in real time as well. It's so interesting. Because we all have yeah this in our, in our birth chart to read, and as, as astrologers, we use you know the birth chart to calculate uh, your love life, who you want to be attracted to, why you're attracted to them, who the energy that you call in, the people that you're repelled by, your forbidden fruit, the people that you're gonna you you are better suited to marry, who you may marry, and where you'll meet them, even to, even down to where you'll meet your lover. You know what I mean. And it's all this information is within the birth chart. <clears throat> so I'm going to go, like, give you a little tiny taster uh, as one of the modules that we're going to go over um, in the series, the Masterclass series, um, starting January. And if you want to sign up for that or register for it, I'm going to leave all the info in the show notes. And they've also got a link on my Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and Facebook, all those places. If you don't follow me, make sure you do. House of Wellness, I post it on there daily. I usually do like uh, tarot, EFT tapping, therapy stuff. I'm trying to do all these things. Um, I'm always posting like um, affirmation stuff and tons of astrology. And I've started using threads too, actually. And threads is really good because you can just literally free write on there and share it across all platforms. So, yeah, and make sure you follow me on all those platforms because I'm always posting that content. You can stay in touch. And actually, I do have a link where you can sign up to the um, Wellness Warriors newsletter where you don't, you don't, I don't know, I get my words out, Mercury Retrograde, dive deep and give you fresh exclusive updates weekly before they go online to anybody else and it's all free as well so you can sign up for that too don't just register your email and your name and you'll get my newsletter in your inbox once a week with all the planetary aspects and all the other weary shit that I'm into like tarot and stuff and uh, the lunar cycles and a bit of magic and uh, manifestation tip all the all amazing stuff that we're into right? so yeah so um Let's get stuck into how you can find your soulmate and your karmic lover. You know, you find your true love using your birth chart. First, I want to say, you don't need, you know, what, do you believe in soulmates? Do you believe in true love? Do you believe in, like, karmic destiny? Um, I definitely do, right? And just, and also, another thing, when we talk about soulmates, just because someone is your soulmate, it doesn't mean you, they're going to be your life partner too, because sometimes soulmates and karmic lovers come into your life to teach you a lesson and to learn and grow, to heal and sever ties from past lifetimes, you know. Um, for, some can be like really amazing, some can be really terrible where they literally bring you to your knees. And I've had both experiences of that personally, because I have, um, if I want to be technical, I have the uh, Venus, the planet of love, right? I have Venus in the fifth house. 
which the, the fifth house rules things like love, sex, dating, casual dating, all that sort of right? Conjunct my south node, and the south node in astrology, if you don't know, um, is representing past lives and karmic destiny, and uh, you know, so the planet of love with the karmic destiny point in the sky might have conjunct right. As uh, so this will tell you that actually a lot of my lovers will be karmic lovers and very karmic. And I've had tons and tons of like karmic lovers, karmic destiny, soulmate relationships where I've learned and grown so much. And I even actually married one. So, you know, uh, where we both knew that we, we, we you, know, you know, you know, you've been together before many, many lifetimes over and over again. Um, and part of our sole contract was to find each other to, you know, get married because we've done it. We've done it so many times, you know. Uh, but yeah, anyway, well, that's another story. I think I've talked about it in depth in another podcast. You have to scroll back into one of my past podcasts. So we'll go over it again, actually, so, because uh, we're still married. Libra rising, loving that shit. But yeah, okay. So let's get into it. So. How the hell do you find out, looking at your birth chart, all this information? Well, first of all, you know, you need to go to astro, astro.com or astroseek um, to download your birth chart. It's really easy to do. Just put in your birth details and it'll, it'll generate a chart for you. And then the chart will be a circle. And that circle is divided into 12 sections, right? And each of those sections is called a house, right? So the houses are between 1 to 12. And each the houses are numbered and each, house, and each house represents something different. So when we're looking at love and relationships in astrology, right? We're looking at clients' charts, looking at your own chart and charts of other people you want the, there's a few few placements the first one will be the most obvious one right if you don't know is the seventh house okay so the seventh house rules relationships and no it's it's opposite the first house the first house is the house of you so the house opposite you know will be the house of your love relationships they're not just love it's all relationships but you know it's really uh, indicative to uh, love and romance you know serious love and romance actually as well not just like um, casual dating with the fifth house so you've got the fifth house which is casual dating and sex and you know like um boyfriend girlfriend or you know like not calling it anything and then the seventh house is like you know long more long term and people do say that the seventh house can also be your marriage partner i do believe that to a certain degree but i like to use the eighth house as well um, because the eighth house rules intimacy bonding um sex as well sex and passions eighth house is what's scorpio okay and uh, also, I like to use those marriage partners because the eighth house is shared finances too, and um, shared ownership of something. You know, not that you not that you are owned when you're in marriage, but it's that duality that I like. And actually, so the eighth house will rule. You know, I, I like to say marriage partners too. <clears throat> so you'd want to look at your seventh house and what sign rules your seventh house. Okay, so for example, um, if you are this is an if you're an Aries, if you're an Aries rising, for example, your seventh house will be ruled by Libra. Okay, so that can tell you right that you may be more attracted to Libras because the seventh house ruled by Libras is very basic. All right, so Libra, Libra, um, men or women will finesse you know your your cup of tea, as we like to say. Um, you'll be attracted to you know very uh, pleasant looking guys and girls like uh, almost like model esque or uh, classically gorgeous because you know Libra is ruled by Venus and Venus is ruled by, ruled by ruled beauty. So they say 
way that you know, Libra and Taurus are the fairest of them all, right? So they just all be attracted, attracted to, you know, uh, naturally very beautiful people, you know, a gorgeous, you know, you say you might have really gorgeous lovers or really stunning partners or your or your partners be, you know, really, really good looking and those are the kind of people that you'll attract, so like almost like model-esque people, right? be attracted to it could be and it can also mean that you have really harmonious relationships as well because you know Libra rules harmony okay but you want to look at not only not only the um sign that rules the house but you want to look at where the house ruler is looking is doing too so like i've mentioned um Libra is ruled by Venus if i'm using Aries as a you know if you're an Aries rising so an Aries ascendant so the first house like i said is, is called the rising sign or the ascendant sign and that'll be you know the house of you so if you that'll be if you're if you're an Aries rising or an Aries ascendant as i like to call it if you have Aries in the house the first house then Libra will be your seventh house. I'm using whole sign astrology, right? I've, I've, I've practiced many, many different astrologies, like Eastern, Western, Vedic, Hellenistic, all of them, right? And I use different techniques for different things. Um, but this is the whole the whole house system is really good, good for learning with because it keeps everything really neat and organised and uh, simple. And actually, the ancients um astrology that always used um whole um, whole house system because it was really um structured organized and neat and they calculated um <clears throat> many many things like you know uh, best days to get married best days to take, take over a country how to sim- link marriage partners and royal dynasties together and loads of mad shit you know and people still to this day still use that technique and I use that technique too when I'm giving out um, best days to get married and when, when I'm looking at um, spouses uh, charts together I use whole house system it's very very accurate you, you can put two charts together and see you know um, how people are going to be compatible or not and where their strength and weak where strength and weakness in a relationship lies you know what I mean but yeah, so I'm using whole house astrology for this as well. And like I said, I've used all many different house systems. This is a really, really good one to learn. It's so, so fucking good. Um, so yeah, so your Libra will be your seventh house if you know is rising. Also, you want to look at the house rulers. Where does Venus? So Libra is what Venus. You, what you'd want to do is look for where, where Venus is in the in the in the charts. Because it can also give you a more of a story to you know your romance. So for example, if you have Venus in the first house, it will mean that you'll have many many lovers. You know, your a love will be very important to you. You will your love life will be very active because the seventh house ruler is in the house of you. It could mean that you your you and your lover are very similar. Yeah, you you and your partner would be very you know similar in action. You're kind of engulfed by one another. You kind of take on their personality. You know what each other's personalities have similar interests and things. You know you'll meet them like you'll be, you'll find it really easy to meet lovers. And it can, but it can also bring you a lot of trouble and strife too. Because um, in ancient astrology, astrology they say that if you have the ruler of the seventh house of relationships in the first house of you, this can be an actual challenge. And I actually have this too. So I've, I've had many, many loves over my lifetime here and uh, a lot of challenges within love too because love, love has been one of my lessons, you know. But yeah, so if you have Venus, you know, in the fifth house, it means that, you know, you're, you, this gives your, your Venus a Leo flavour, so it could mean that you also attract a lot of um, beautiful Leo-esque guys who are, or girls who are very high maintenance, who, are, who like the finer things, who are or larger than life, or very loud, or, or very demanding, or very, you know... Um, partners who attract a lot of attention or quite self-centered even you know what i mean if you have your venus your seventh house ruler 
um, in the tenth house, it could mean that you would you would meet someone at work because the tenth house is um, ruled by work and careers. It could mean that you'd meet someone through your work and career, or you could work together, have a business together, or it could mean you'd meet someone who's very very um, high up in their own career, or someone with very strong social standing, or someone who's very important. You know what I mean? Within their circle and their career. If you had the seventh house ruler in the fourth house, it could mean that you your families are linked in some kind, or you might be interested used to love it through a family friend or something like that you might be a family friend you know what i mean or if you have venus in the third house the house of your local area your friendship circle it could mean that you'd meet your lover through um your friends or in your local area if you had venus in the 12th house or the seventh house rule in the 12th house shall i say uh either or it could mean that you'd meet your lover in a, um, either on a long distance travel on on vacay or a long distance love affair or somebody from a foreign land or they'd just be from a completely different culture from you because the 12th house is the hidden house or it could mean that you have really intense passionate love affairs but because the 12th house is the hidden house if you had the seventh house rule in the eighth house it could mean that you would have again you know very intense passionate deep intense love affairs you know what i mean um uh, you're just engulfed by one another if you had your seventh house rule which is the house of relationships in the ninth house again you might meet them at university at school at college or yeah yeah you could be like a like a, a childhood sweetheart almost uh, this could be fourth house as well actually but if your seventh house ruler is in the ninth house you could again meet them through education through church through spiritual practice you could meet them on a long like a long distance travel because again the ninth the twelfth and ninth house rule long distance travel you know what i mean um it can also tell you like it can also tell you like the type of love that you like and the relationship that you like so for example if the seventh house ruler is in the second house the house of taurus it could mean that you like financial security or stability you don't like um you like long-term commitment and stability in that sense and traditional you like a lot of traditional lovers and traditional roles with that second it could also mean that you, you attract really rich partners you know what i mean um if you had the ruler of the seventh in the sixth house it could mean that you know you like your relationships could be hard work you have to put a lot of work into your relationships you know what i'm saying um or you could even again meet them through work or it could mean that yeah, you actually both have a really good um uh regime together where you work uh you work out together because sixth house rules have a fitness it could be mommy that you work out together you meet them with the, you meet them at the gym or in a fitness class for example you know if you have the rule of your seventh house in the eleventh house, it would mean like you would um, either have a really amazing social life together, or you'd meet them through a social through social circles or through groups that you're part of. Or it means that you have, you'd share a lot of the same hobbies and interests. For example, like for example, um, me and my lover we both have um, uh, our Mars together in the eleventh house. And we both do the same sport professionally, you know, we're both um, uh, professional pole dancers, you know what I mean? So there's that as well. So the, the plan, there's a few different planets you can look at. You obviously want to look at your seventh house ruler because it rules relationships. You also, also want to look at your fifth house ruler because the fifth house, like I said to you, rules casual dating, sex and fun as well. So, you know, if someone's, if someone's planets fall into your fifth house, this is not sinistry and we will cover sinistry. Uh, maybe in the end of the course or part two because I think synastry is a bit more advanced synastry is when you link two charts together 
to look at a bit like love potential for example you know what i mean so if someone's personal planet's falling to your fifth house it just means that it could mean that you know um you have a lot of fun together amazing sex uh, a lot of intimacy and passion um, but it might not be long term because it's the fifth house and fifth house, fifth house doesn't always rule um, commitment as such however you know fifth house does rule boyfriends and girlfriends too so you know uh, my partner's moon falls into my fifth house um, is that right am I saying that right was it yeah 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 it does so you know um no, he doesn't. His, his moon falls into my seventh house. My moon falls into his fifth. So, you know, we have a very fun and active um, sex life. And his moon falls into my seventh house. My house of relationships. You know what I mean? So, this is a really good synastry. Um, and then also, we have, uh, if, you, if someone's planet falls into the seventh or eighth house, like my partner's uh, north node falls into my eighth house, you know, this is a really great uh, indicator for marriage too and you know we got we actually got married so you know there are these aspects to look at there's loads of aspects when it comes to marriage and dating but those are some of them like you know if the north node the karmic destiny point falls into the north node is obviously stronger than the south in that respect because the south node the south node is still tie you together you know the south node can bring i've seen so many birth charts of people where the south node brings people together because it's your it's your past life you know and the soul clings on to the past life because it's it's like familiarity it's but the North Node is your karmic future destiny. We don't know that yet. Do you know what I mean? We don't know how to get there. And a lot of people don't don't ever achieve their um, karmic destiny because they don't simply just don't know it. But if you're listening to this, this podcast and you follow me online, I'm guessing that you have a better interest in you know uh, personal development, working on yourself, being self-aware, moving forward into you know your your karmic destiny or your life purpose. If you're not too spiritual, you know, your life purpose is the same thing, you know. So the North Node acts as your life purpose. So if you've got what are you like someone's life purpose in your fifth or eighth house or seventh house, this is a really good indicator to look. Another good thing to look at is Jupiter. You want to see where Jupiter is sitting in your chart. Because Jupiter will tell you, you know, the type of person you're going to marry. You know what I mean? So for example, if your if your Jupiter is in Scorpio, it may mean that you attract Scorpio partners who are really intimate and passionate and deep affairs. And you may even end up marrying someone with Scorpio uh ascendant moon or uh, or rise uh, sorry, I said can't speak Scorpio rising, Scorpio moon, or Scorpio Sun, for example. Do you know what I mean? Or someone with a very strong or Pluto and Mars in their in their um, chart for for example, my partner is a um, Aries moon, you know. Um Aries is Aries rule my Mars, for example, this is one of the planets of Scorpio. I have Jupiter in Scorpio, for example. And it's just loads, of, it's just so deep, there's so, there's so much to delve into and go into that I can talk about. I can't, I just mentioned like 20 minute podcasts, you know what I mean? But when we go into the course every week, we have a different topic, and one week we'll talk about, you know, love and relationships, which might be a two parter. Um, and the class is going to be like an hour long, maybe an hour and a half, you know what I mean? We'll do QA at the end and we'll read charts as well. I'll we'll pick someone's chart every week, every week and we can read it together and decipher it and show how astrology works. I wanted to do celebrity birth charts as well. And and show you how, how astrology actually works by looking at celebrities. Oh, I think always great to look at because obviously you, we kind of see their lives in the public eye, so they're great to learn from when it comes to astrology. You know, so every week I think we're gonna do like six. I think between six to eight course eight classes, and we're gonna have a different topic every week, an hour and hour and a half. These classes will be recorded, so if you can't make the live recording, it's not essential because you can catch up and you've got those classes for life. Okay. And we're going to cover things like work, career, love, finance, about you, your strengths, your weaknesses, your family heritage, your family history, your partners, 
like your children, fertility, your you know your life purpose, your best career for you, all this stuff. We're going to cover all of it over the over the next few weeks when the course starts. And if you join the course um, before the um, new year, then you will get like fifty fifty pounds off that course, fifty dollars off that course. Again, I'll leave the link in the show notes at the end of this episode. Just click onto the show notes; it'll be all on there for you. You can click and sign up for that. After that, it'll go up to the full price. Um, which will be uh, after the after New Year's Eve, so from New Year's Day forwards, before the course starts, it'll be the full price. So if you click on the link now, and you can get all the information on there to sign up. But yeah, there's so many things we can look at. There's going to be Jupiter shows you shows you you know exactly where you're going to meet them, what they'll be like. You know what I mean? Like for example, if you've got if your Jupiter is in Pisces, it might mean that you have a very sensitive, creative, artistic lover. Um, and it, and if that Jupiter is then in the 11th house, it might mean that you're meeting them in a social environment or that they have a huge social network or your network together. You're all that be very influential in helping you with your big, biggest dreams, goals and desires and you'll have the same dreams and goals and desires too. If your Jupiter is in the 12th house, it might mean that you'll meet your lover abroad, they're from a different culture from you or you might mean that you'll marry abroad and move abroad together and travel the world together as well. Do you know what I mean? And you'll and we'll also delve into like um, blockages and challenges that people might have in their chart. How you can overcome them. Like for me, for example, my Venus is retrograde, and it's in it's it's um, cumbus the sun so there's a few challenges that i like to work overcome you know uh, and actually people who have like a cumbus venus or a retrograde venus or a saturn in a difficult aspect for example uh, like people who have saturn in the seventh house it doesn't mean they're never gonna find love it just means that they'll either have, they have to work at it or they have, or usually after a certain age 36 um or 27 you know what i mean that uh they will have prolific love affairs or usually after 36 Saturn becomes like easier to to deal with and it becomes more of a blessing do you know what I mean but yeah there's so many things to, to uncover and involved when it comes to love and relationships and how you can find your perfect lover your soulmate karmic lover all that great stuff um just by delving into your birth chart Anyway, I hope you loved this bonus exclusive episode of the House of Wellness podcast. I'm so, so looking forward to seeing you on the Astrology School, our cosmic community, our cosmic university to sign up and learn astrology together so you can read for yourself and other people too, just like I do. I will catch you on the next episode of the House of Wildness. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, leave reviews, all that amazing stuff because it really helps the channel grow. And I will catch you on the next episode. And remember, my love, the House of Wildness is not just a mindset, it is a lifestyle, honey.